Hey, everybody, it's John. And thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks away so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. Steal This Beer, a candid weekly discussion about beer, over beer, by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. All right, hey y'all, it's five o'clock on Monday, we're stealing beer, I'm Augie Carton. Are you? I are. Oh, hello. <laughs> hey, I'm John Hall. Um, so we do shows. We, we've gotten into the habit. We've Just gotten so you know, into they, the habit. They, you guys, I know you guys know the show well with that. So when he's in the middle of the exhale, it's, it's, it's indicative. We, in the last year or so, we've gotten into the very fun habit of we go places. And we're going to record. Justin has one of these mall kiosks. Justin Kennedy is here with a mall kiosk charger. But I feel like it's it's <laughs> Justin finally getting up to speed with Augie's going to need some kind of charger, and I won't know what it is. Thank and you, sir. And it's delightful. Uh, we're sure as human robot uh, on this Google River, and we this is now show three of four. But we've gotten into the habit of doing road shows. Uh, for the better part of this year, we were in Miami. We were in Georgia. And, and we record a bunch of shows all together. And I feel like when I'm doing the road producing... Oh, oh okay, go on. That there are a lot of shows, because I, 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 I pack the day, but that we're at a certain level by the end of the day. Bit of decorum. Yes, and I feel that when Justin Kennedy produces the shows and we go on the road, and this is why I love Justin Kennedy, we are show three or four. Is, I am well on my way. This is a set boy, of John oh Hall eyes. I haven't yeah, seen it in quite this some is, time. This is fun because the pressure is off of me. Well, no, Justin is in no, charge. No, 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 Justin is in charge. I've give, I, I haven't given up yet, but like I'm. I feel like you have. No. All right, so here's what no, I'm going to say. No, I'm excited. Do you to, know why? To, to defend tell, my Justin Kennedy. Because tell me why I'm excited to be here right now. Well, hold on. To defend my Justin Kennedy, yours are always in like hotel bars at 9 a.m. Not yeah. in our friends' bars where they keep giving me beers the whole fucking time. Sure. There's not been a single moment we've been in Human Robot where I haven't had whatever beer we're drinking plus a proper 16-ounce beautiful Psalm glass of proper pills. Also, at some point, shots were going around. Underbergs have been offered. Underbergs are the biggest trouble in the world. Yeah. Milk tubes. So don't say it. Don't say No, don't say what? <laughs> Bergs or tubes? Underbergs, you can the say bur- all that long. The Bergs are going to come at the, I said, at, at the end at of the this episode. At the end of the fourth episode. show. Oh, no, at third. the end of this episode. Yeah, so we're shambles on four, because we right. can lose four. <laughs> I'm only out of town for two weeks. <laughs> all right. All right, so sitting across why from you're excited is because so Justin so and Andrew Steinberg and Rubicine of Sacred Vice are here, and they've been on the show before. Do you know that? They asked they were, very intelligent questions. Well, I don't, when, mean, I don't mean by writing. I mean their voices. They're, they're disembodied voices floating in Barcade. Oh, yes. 
I've heard that, but also I, I, I believe that there are long-time writers, first-time speakers. Is that a, is that a fair assumption? Is that a known thing? No, it's not out yet. No. John's jumping way too far no. ahead. Oh, I want to talk to you guys. I want to talk to you guys. Where the because, fuck is Dapkins? Hold on, I don't I, see Dapkins. No, that that's. <laughs> what, what was his name? Kaiser Soze. Ki- no, Sizer Cozy. Sizer Cozy. That was the funny part. All right, so fuck Dapkins. Anyway, what I wanted to get back to is so so. What's funny is sometimes the show invades my space. <laughs> right. Sometimes people will be like, "You said this," and I'm like, what? "But I say a lot of things," and the show's about drinking and being drunk. Is it? Ooh, oh. I thought it was a candy oh, conversation that. Shut about up and beer, taste not, that. Shut up and not taste that. about beer over I'll talk about that. But here's what I'm saying. That that show with Chief that you guys were at with those fucking Robitussin beers. <laughs> um, like as that I've was been, our eighth anniversary show. But as I've been wandering around, Juice Force from. But as I've been wandering around Jersey, just doing my job as a brewer, those two beers have as effectively invaded my space as Chief said they would. And I swear to God, I was unaware of them before that show. And since you guys shared that experience with me, we got to talk about your brew. We got to do all that. But as, see as the billboards pe- for it everywhere. I was just going to say, yeah. Foodery, where you used to work, a block from my house, painted up fresh paint, New Belgium, Fruit Force, all but, over. But Scary. I, but I've also had this discussion where people are like, well, what do you think of this? And I'm like... Well, I, I hated one a lot, and I hated the other a little less. Which one's which? And nobody selling the beer can tell me the difference. I'm like, I drank them out of a black glass, so I don't know what they looked like, but one tasted red and one tasted blue. Is the red can red and is the blue can blue? And they're like, no. No, one's tan and one's green. But yeah. you know what I mean? But, but so I've had this discussion with people, try, like, people trying to engage with me. I'm like, I'm like, look, man, I just got to tell you, like, I love Chief. I respect the fuck out of him. And the first words I say when they gave me that first beer is, Chief, you're going to get mad at me if I don't drink this. Right? I fucking hated that thing. I think that was the and point, probably. Right. But, <laughs> oh, that's why Chief brought it. Yeah. But, but, but that was the point. And Chief's point was it was invading all the space. And you guys remember, his note that I loved most is that everybody in that room, completely blind, associated those flavors with some youth. Fr- their childhood. childhood memory. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. Which is now invading me as I'm in like, the Pine Barrens in New Jersey and people are like these things are selling like I've never seen them like well, yeah it's 9% that's what people yeah. and yeah. it doesn't taste like beer it's juice yeah. so I mean, look at yesterday with, uh, the, the, the day before we were recording this I, I'm sorry I'll, I'll let you jump right back in but I was sure around will. my downtown and they had this like last day of school kids fair thing and there was a dad walking around uh, in his cargo shorts uh, with his two kids, and he was openly on the main street of the town that I live in, drinking a juice force out of a 19.2 ounce can that was he just bought Kennedy? from the liquor store. And, out. <laughs> and in one of the cargo shorts was pockets, one of his cups he had another folded one. to his name. And the thing about those beers is they're made to be bought and consumed within 30 minutes or so yeah. of, of purchase. And I, I, well, that's like the I, the dad beer thing now is just like get it in, get it in <laughs> while you can. Now, that that was I did amazing. that on purpose. Did you say that on purpose? That was amazing. Go on. I'm short. I couldn't see who was I'll talking. I'll get back to, to what just happened. <laughs> yeah, 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 sorry. Anyway, go on. Sorry. I, I just feel like a lot of those beers, uh, especially in like with the haze craze that exists, at least around Philadelphia now, it's like, you know, the big, the big ones are generally consumed by a lot of the guys that I know with kids. And, you know, they just want one or two and they want to get it in because that's all they have time for. 
and then it's, that's why they go with the ten percent and the, yeah. the bigger ABV beers like that. So. But they don't they don't care about the liquid that's inside there. It's just about getting drunk. Well, they want the flavor, but yes, that's sure. Also but it's high ABV in a big format can. Yeah, um, but but it's not beer either, which yeah. was your argument, Augie, no, with no, cheese. No, that that well that was that was that's my argument with everybody. <laughs> but uh, but I, I did but not I, think that beer was an IPA when I was tasting it. Blind. But it isn't because no. it isn't. But I, but I guess what I'm saying is but I, but what, chief, what, chief was, what Chief was gently selling into my brain. And what's funny is you've just added a wrinkle to it without realizing you would. And our age difference, you know, I know this keeps coming up on the show, but, you know, I love going out with 30-year-olds on the road with Ken and getting all the time in the world out. <laughs> but I am 52. When you say dad beer, when John tells that story, I realize the dad in that story is in his late 30s and thusly 15 years younger than me. And dad beers for me are always going to taste like Beck's. And what I'm most worried about is if that's your dad, and your dad's one of those guys who gets yelled at by his wife, and you only had two beers picking the kids up from school, and they were Jolly Rancher slush at 10%. I mean, listen, I don't want to throw judgment at this guy, but it was 3.30 in the afternoon on on a Tuesday. John, it's, like it was it's, John, it's 3.20 in the afternoon we on are a Tuesday. We are doing this for We're the We're doing people. this while talking in the microphone. Right. Are our children here? Well, I mean, they will be. <laughs> right. Typically. Pick us up, yeah. Anyway, so sorry. I, I didn't mean to digress that hard that fast. So your I, business model for Sacred Vice is clearly No, no, but what, I, what I wanted to talk about was... <laughs> candy IPA. So, so. so I guess I guess one bird or another, and John as a, as a journalist is never going to help this, but I looked at Chief for his sage wisdom in his knowledge. And I kind of realized by halfway through that episode what he was trying to point out. But the way it immediately infected my experience now haunts me. You know what I mean? Like, like I see 12, you know, we do those 12 packs of boat now. They land on shelves next to that fucking beer because that's where that store is putting 12 packs. And I'm literally like, well, these 4.2% angry hoppy session beer and, you know, Jolly Ranchers and Zima can't be more different. So I'm just, I'm just wondering if you guys have been haunted by that. And then once you're completely haunted, I want to talk about your new brewery. Right. <laughs> I mean, his his stance on the industry as a whole, from his perspective, owning a very large brewery that is capable of everything that it's capable of, uh, it, it's it's a little different when you hear it from him versus you know when you're trying to just grasp it yourself, and especially as like with our company, which is like, a lot smaller and not nearly on the same wave, wavelength. Um, it makes sense that like the progression and I think that was a big topic when you guys were discussing after the fact when you found out what beers uh, you were drinking was like this is our industry now like these are the beers that are some of the most popular and the highest selling beers on the shelf and it's just like taking a step back and looking at that and looking at like how we got to that I think was like the thing that I was thinking about what I took away from that whole conversation because I've been seeing that a lot and it's like it's very, it's a big letdown that that's one of the biggest beers out there, but, you know, there's a reason for that, and I think, you know, what is that reason? That's the question we all need to ask ourselves. Well, I, I, I think you're right, and I, and I left that discussion, I think, with Chief saying out loud, because I was declarative at that point of the show, as you guys know I will be, yeah. where I was like, I'll burn this whole fucking place down before I make that beer. Right. You know what I mean? But, but I feel like Chief was coming at it from a similar standpoint, right? Because yeah. Chief used to fucking yell at me for trying to make beers taste like Slow Jam. You know what I mean? 
so I just anyway. So, but enough digression. But that was you guys are my only point of discussion on that. Because sure. John doesn't know what happened in that show. John doesn't know how important that was. John was raffling off the colored cans. Why are you so mean right now? I'm, I'm just warming up. I'm just anyway. Don't. Man, I'm gonna leave you. Like you're gonna get on the wrong platform and wind up in Baltimore, and you're gonna have cramps, and it's gonna be great. But I'm gonna be home and asleep, and I'm gonna be happy. Whoa! Why would you automatically assume that if you leave me drunk in Baltimore, I'm catching cramps? Let's fucking do it. Anyway. I know you. Uh, so let's let's get back to sacred. Rest. Yes. Now, all right. Now let's refocus. Three. Let's let's go right to glass two because then we can come out of that. Nope. Strong. Glass one. Glass one. Glass one. Show Augie. three. Glass one. Show three. Glass I love, one. I show love that three. you're throwing shade at me. Um, right. What brings us together on Silas Beer is a candid conversation beer. What it is, not what we thought it would be. What it's doing, <laughs> not what we told it would do. And how fun it is to drink, not how hard it was to get. Facilitate that we drink blind out of black glasses. John are completely blind. Not only did you guys bring these beers, you so brought I the beers that yeah. fucked us up. <laughs> right? That delirium Sherman's was out of your pocket. I, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I know you're not. Sorry. No, you're not. You're not you sorry. You wanted to be on the show. You wanted to be a lost episode. But uh, <laughs> So I, I also I was destined for a lost episode. But anyway, so all day for the thieves, the Philly the Philly visit, well we've been saying Justin's beers. <laughs> This is the Justin whose beers they were. Right. Not our Justin. Kennedy drank the beers that he brought on his Amtrak ride down. Yeah. He had an Allagash White. Um, I think we have secret Charlie Chesswetter letters coming out. That's exciting. <laughs> no, not even. There was a guy who handed those to me outside on the curb when I walked in, man. Random Dapkins. dude. Random dude. Rando dude. Dapkins um, Anyway, I love this beer. I, I also don't know what it is. Oh, you Ruby, you have no you idea? Ruby is blind. I, I brought these beers, so. I love this first one. Uh, this is everything that I want in a yeah. nice cafe setting, old school, goose lambic. Yeah, kind of so just like there is this lovely lavender characteristic that was coming out at the very beginning. Uh, floral notes. I, I, there. It's one of those beers where, and I've said this before, when you have the Today? first sip, it makes you sit up just a little bit straighter, yeah. and it 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 makes you sort of pay attention to it just a little bit more. And then it immediately retreats into the background and allows the conversation to come forward. So, but it's one of those beers. This is, it's just lovely. So what I love about that note is there's definitely a pH level that is exactly right sour that I think does that thing you're talking about, where this thing just exists kind of, right? There's a little bit of tomato leaf in there. There's a whole bunch of... A little chalky. But a whole bunch of, like, herbaceous, fun yeah. food. And, and like you said, like, you know, I talk to people about the joy of really salty French fries and a lightly sour beer. And they never get it because everything we give them these days is somebody's slushy or a proper oud goose. Cold fried chicken with this beer. Would be so good. Salty yeah. cold fried chicken. Never forget salt. Correct. But this is fucking... That's what I'm saying. Like, I'd love to... If somebody gave me the final pH rating on this beer, and I could be like, oh, no, guys, we want to be... You know, three, eight, four, and finish. Right? It's just that 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 kind of spine correcting sourness that isn't sour, but you know what I mean. Like when there's always that debate years ago about is it sour? Is it funky? Is it this? Is it that? This is the right amount of sour 
to be a wild ferment and not a sour beer. My favorite thing about tasting this beer, and then I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this, though, is you want to uh, I am fighting through tasting notes and aroma notes while Kennedy was standing next to me having a cheesesteak. <laughs> it was hilarious. With of all the places in this entire restaurant, he could have eaten that thing. With he did black it in truffle your whiz, ear. but it has black truffle whiz on it. But that's not black and truffle whiz. That's black truffle oil whiz. That's, that's all I'm getting, and it's just... So I, uh, All right, so you haven't had this. I have yeah. not. Yeah. All right. I've, I think Let's I have hear a good your guess, thoughts though. entirely. All right, no, well, don't, don't guess. Don't guess, but don't just guess, like, what are you tasting? What are you smelling? You're definitely so, playing like, in-house, right? So were, it's your partner's beer. There were, yeah, so there were there were two defining characteristics. Uh, the one was on the aroma. It sort of had this grassy, uh, like you said, herbaceousness. Um, reminds me of some of the farmhouse sales uh, in America, like maybe like a true or um, hill farm or something true. like that. True. Uh, but then, like when you taste it, you get that nice like anisey burnt rubber character. Oh, I like that. Don't steal from the guest. Yeah, here, steal from me. No, no, no. I already stole it. Go on. And I find Sorry. that, like, in most of the the lambic styles that I've had, or lambics, it's hard to mimic that flavor that all of the traditional lambics have of that like burnt rubber character. Um, I have n- not tasted one outside of Belgium, anywhere. Uh, so I would assume, based on that flavor, which I'm getting pretty upfront, that it's something out of Belgium. But there's also something, and this is one of those. Jesus fucking Christ, Augie, don't introduce this into the dialogue. But there's definitely, like, the the smell of a young lady at a festival's armpit <laughs> when you're about to hide behind the, the tents. Um, John, you got to smell it again, but there's a, there's a sweaty aspect to this that is... Something I've definitely chased in my early teens. As in like a B.O. like light struck thing or just something like that? No, a proper fermentation horse blanket fucking in a field thing. Fucking in a field. I like that's that. That's what I'm talking about. But that, that's the thing. It's, it's like why truffles are truffles, right? Like they smell like fucking. They don't smell like sex. Like, my lady, you smell like fermentation in a field. No, no, no. No, no, no. My lady, let me, this food let me make smells you my wife. like you. What? What? No, I, I I'm sorry, John. I understand you've never had this hedonistic pleasure, but I'm telling you, I, that's the smell. It is sweat. It is sweat, and it is fucking. I I don't hate it. Yeah. I really think it's legitimately. Lady Lambic. By the way, by the way, of all the names we've heard on this show, somebody has to name their daughter Lambic. That's a great name. Anyway, yeah. that's like there's something there's something porter, wonderfully yeah. sweaty. Just, just, yeah. I think it's your burnt rubber thing. I just, all right, jump in. Do you like it though, Augie? Oh no, I very much. Said so. the yeah. first John, I said, you said you did. I was curious if Augie was enjoying no, the, the flavor. I, I love it, and tasting. I asked for more. Yeah, he'll never tell you that straight off the bat. He just wants you to ask him if you like. All right, so is it the first you know words I is, said is was I love this, and I had more. What you wanted this to do, and how yeah, is it showing? We'll it is. Um, and then Kennedy I, will do. I've had this beer uh, a few times. Haven't had it in six months. It's literally the last bottle of the batch that okay, I have, and it's sprightly. I wasn't getting as much herbaceousness. When you say sprightly, do you mean like sprite? Because there's definitely a lemon lime thing to I it. I was just about to add subtle lemon zest is you know what, what I kind of get off of it. Do you remember the Lemon ads from the 80s about Sprite? 
Zima? No, no, no. It was Sprite. It was like Bobby McFerrin. Be like, Limon. It's Lemon and Lime. I, I don't. It's a thing. It's out there. Find it on YouTube. <laughs> Reveal. Give it right. away. This is from a brewery that we've had on before. This is from uh, Wonderkamer Beer. Wonderkamer? Uh, in Vermont. Wonderkamer. Yeah, Vasily. So I guess I yeah. have had a beer domestically that does have yeah. a forever character. I'm a fan. Do you remember the show, Augie? Of course not. <laughs> Spite Was I on the show? You were Spite it's and tiny writing, Spite so read it for Augie, though. We recorded it at Spite and Dival. When were we at Spite and Dival? Probably. Is this even in this half a decade? Yes, he does. It was a few years ago, Augie. He does marionettes. He's the marionette brewer. What trip. the fuck are you guys talking about? He, and he's friendly with Kyle, who yeah, was on last week. friendly with Kyle. Well, might be on last week. Kennedy's been known to shuffle the episodes. <laughs> you guys might come first in this order. That's why I'm always Don't very careful. Don't fuck with us, Augie. That's why I'm <laughs> always very careful. This was brewed in March of 21 and bottled in June of 21. Found object is our collection of foraged beers. This beer is brewed uh, at our small rural brew house over wood fire copper kettle chilled in a cool ship. The wort was moved to our aging cave and fermented with mixed culture in stainless and then aged in oak and bottle condition. Spring water, Maine grown and malted barley and uh, treacle. Vermont grown hops and goldenrod. Isn't this the guy Chikali. who like, he brews a yarrow Chikali. beer? Yeah, this is the yarrow. The, guy. This was your yarrow beer. This is a yarrow. No, no, no this right. isn't. But, the guy that brewed it. But that's all you then talked about for like ten months afterwards. Yeah, was a like yarrow. Got yarrow made a beer. It made us sick. You should <laughs> stop talking about that. Ryan, uh, what's his name? But but Ryan you guys keep him. acting like that guy's been on the show. He has. He has. He has. But the guy who gave me the Yarrow beer was in South Carolina. That's Ryan. Yeah. So Ryan gave me that beer. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. You've got you to put things where they go. The guy who gave me the beer is who I remember, not the guy who made it. I mean, this is a whole thing about drinking. All right. Hey, buddy, take, take, take a long pull off of your pills there. Tell us about Sacred Vice, guys. Uh, Sacred Vice it was... It's, it was started back in, I suppose we opened in 2018, myself and my cousin Matthew, um, a tiny little half barrel brew house, so you're not, it's not really a business, you're just so making a house. small amount of beer to go and serve some people <laughs> who showed up in a weird warehouse and drank our beer and hung out with us, um, but we're most excited right now for opening up a new location, a three-vessel, ten-barrel house that, that Ruby helped us custom build and we're about to open at the end of the summer so we're most excited that, about that now that you have an extra nine and a half barrels to play with though <laughs> what does that mean for Hazes. the brewery like what, what the most the thing that i'm most excited about and ruby can start to chime in here is the three vessels will allow us decoction and brewing lagers which is something we never were able to do with our little half barrel sapco and the lack of uh Refrigeration. We're excited about lagering and doing a variety of different styles. All right. So, so Ruby, then. So I'm. I'm where's your with lager? Andrew, but I, I want to. I want to get back to that. <laughs> with, with your experience and this move, when you say custom design, when you're when you're figuring out like the ideal tens the right amount, I'm gonna brew ten at a time. 
with your experience, which we need to talk about to make what make why I'm asking this question sensible. What did you think had to be there at that size versus dinner, right? Because when you're doing 10, you could be doing it with hand rakes. You know what I mean? Like, like when you're like, if I'm going to be brewing on this, every beer I make, and I want to be making these beers, I'm doing this. What choices did you make and what choices did you give up at that size? And talk about, before you answer this, talk about where you've been so people understand why sure. I'm asking you this question because you've worked on it fucking proper systems, yeah. right? Um, so when I first started brewing, actually, if you look around uh, with some of the people that you've had on the show from Philadelphia, um, <laughs> you know, some of the guys, in the, I've worked with a lot of these guys in the room, and everything in, in my experience is tied together pretty well with a lot of these guys. Uh, so when I first started brewing, it was at Dock Street Brewery in West Philly, which the Carbon Copy guys took over. Right. So I was doing that in college. I was skipping school to go grain out for free and Your hang out. Must be and, so proud. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, well, I was paying for it, so it didn't good for you. Yeah. Uh, student loan <laughs> reform. That's then, what, this whole show is about student loan yeah. reform. So, and actually, when I started there, it was with. Uh, ben, who is the head brewer of Second District. Okay. Um, so then I left Dock Street to then volunteer some more at Nodding Head, which is now uh, the system that Ben is brewing on at Second District. John, you're going to have to give me one of those food webs of this discussion. Man, yeah. But Notting, Notting Head is... Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. It's important. Super yeah, important. It's so important. Nodding Head but is go on. Philadelphia history. So you've been um, everywhere. Yeah, and then when I actually graduated school, I was hired by Iron Hill. So I opened a bunch of locations with them, so that's a big part about why I decided to do what we're doing now, because it goes so back to my that's days actually Iron Hill. question, because in my head, I know that they are brew pubs mm-hmm. and kind of built to suit brew pubs but what's the average size you know what I mean in my head they could be huge they could be tiny like so they reef uh, they're restructuring um, Iron they, they have now a central location okay. uh, it's a I think a 30 barrel specific um, so they're doing all of the cans out of there a lot of the house beers and then they're distributing from that location to all their other pubs and then the pubs are just keeping up with IPAs and right. special one-offs. But the average there. pub, like where you were working, how yeah, big when, was it? Uh, so I started at the Maple Shade location, which was a 12 heck. So it was a an NSI. Should be so much better at that. I'm so sorry. Like ten ish. Yeah. All right. Um, so I have a 15 barrel NSI, which is probably yeah. just one so, heck bigger. So this <laughs> this brewery, the the brew house, had a ton of history in Philadelphia. It used to be a Red Bell uh, system that was an old defunct brewery from the 80s or 80s or 90s. Um, so it's that, called Lou Bryson for that history. They, uh, oh, thank you. So that that brewery moved from Red Bell to Independence Brewing, and then Iron Hill bought it, and then that's when I got hired was to train on that system. Then I opened up a bunch of other Iron Hills, brand new 10 barrel specifics. Uh, and then one of the former brewers at Iron Hill poached me to start a new project. Oh, nice. So then I went into the production world on a 20 barrel specific. Um, when I left, they were up to, I think, about 6,000 barrels a year. Um, so that was a really nice experience for me. to. I was in on the ground level. Uh, sort of worked it in that I was uh, a production manager. I did all the recipes, most of the recipes. 
um, worked with sales, did all the logistics for uh, scheduling and stuff like that. Um, and then I met Justin. And yeah, now, perfectly positioned. And now here I am. That may have been like the longest time this podcast has gone without you speaking a word. Completely not true. You should listen That's, more. No, when people say interesting shit, I don't interrupt. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Wow. But anyway. Sick, sick bird, back, to, back to where we were. Um, so, 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 yes. And when, so when you're designing this system... What bells did you choose and what whistles did you leave out, right? Like- I didn't leave a whole lot out. Um, I mean, I have basically a, I basically have two kettles. We have a cereal cooker. It's a five-barrel. And then the mash kettle. Um, both have mixers in them. And then we have a... Louder ton with rakes also. So, you know, I'm going to be able to do a lot of this production by myself. So fucking fancy. Yeah. Do it's a, like it's a, a nice whole, little system. Do you system. have like one of the, the touch screens, the iPad? Touch no. Okay. So are you still, we, are you still changing we, your we pipes louder to the, mesh? We did forego the extra 10 grand to get it automated. So, <laughs> Smart. Um, That's the 10 grand yeah. nobody needs. I, I, need, I, need to, I need to open and close valves. That's just the one thing that I need but to that's, do. But I feel like that's a... But you enjoy that, right? You want that. I, you what? want that, right? To, no, to I, I, I don't need that on a that. 10 barrel system. That's so overkill. I think one of those do exist in Philadelphia. I think it's a cool. 20 barrel, yeah. though, and I think that it, like, some company designed it and then the bank foreclosed on them, so that the bank sold it off for pretty cheap. So one of those do exist around Philadelphia. Uh, so when we were coming up, we were closely associated with Terrapin. Mm hmm. Around the time they got their buyout, yeah, and I remember being—I brewed with them right after that. Okay, yeah. So I remember being at CBC with one of their brewers, who we'd been with the year before, and watched him decide when to knock out by iPad, and I was like, "That's not brewing." Like, I love what you're doing, and I get it, but wow, like we're still moving literally every elbow joint in the place. Anyway, yeah, one of my buddies from back in the day, like when I first started my career, I was doing a collab, which means my boss and he were drinking all day and I was doing all the work. This is how I collaborate. (laughs) This could be a carton collaboration right now. So it was uh, Flying Fish, it was uh, one of their original head brewer. So he came up to me and he's like, Ruby, let me show you how a real brewer makes beer. And he held up up. his phone and he's like, I'm mashing in right now. It's like, cool, I'm here covered in sweat and you've already drank four beers. I I feel like that's when you can kick somebody in the nuts and walk away. Oh, no, he's much bigger than me. No, that's how how you establish dominance. That's what I'm told for when I go to prison is I got to find the biggest guy and just, yeah. Not not if, when. He's designing breweries in Antigua right now, so I'm I'm glad I have that friend to go visit him. Just, just can you find out from him what fell apart in the Cape May meeting? Because I'd love to hear Uh, that. he, he He was long gone by then. Yeah. I'm just saying he might know. Yeah. He, might, he might be our only truth. Maybe. Um, All right, so let's talk about beer too. John Hall. I love it. Do you? I do. I feel like it's. I feel like it lacks for being behind the beer before. Mm-mm. What do you got? I got some juicy fruit. I got some. I like your juicy fruit. Uh, I you got a little one. bit of. Like a leather brett. I got a little bit like there there is But there's that that, that confusing It's brett and very carbonated, so my mind goes Super to one place. Sure. Oh that's right, I forgot you're blind. That's yeah. more fun. We can put this on you. Um 
there's so the carbonation I think is what I'm getting from the juicy fruit because there's that edge of juicy fruit that isn't yeah. juicy or fruit. Yeah. Right. Like maybe they made it too close to the spearmint patch. The powder on yeah, the juicy yeah, fruit. Yeah, exactly. The powder right, on the juicy fruit. fruit. <laughs> but I like that. Um, this is. I love that four different breweries that were supposed to brew today are still standing in this room. We have definitely Everyone disrupted production. Were they, were they we have disrupted production affiliates. Were they here to all collab? I don't understand. Are they here for wait, us? Wait, all right, so wait. Fuck. It's super, it's super herbal again, but what do you got? What do you got in the lower green notes? Like the, the, the cooked oh, the herb vert? side. The vert notes? The vert. Uh, the cooked herb uh, side of what we're talking about. You know, you know how I'm always talking about how you put the herbs in the chicken to make the chicken taste like herbs, and you put the herbs on top of the chicken to make it taste like yeah. For like, for me, there is a wonderful minerality that's coming off of this. Yep. Uh, Water-wise, there is like I say, there's juicy fruit notes. There is that touch of bread that is coming on. But not in that farmhouse, more of that sweet, leathery uh, type thing. Leathery? And sweet leathery is very indicative. Because leathery makes me think of, like, stout or something. No, there, I, like, think that, I think like that there's... Like barnyard I, I th- no, I think it's, it's, it's post barn. It, it, I think barnyard <laughs> is. He means wait, wait, wait. What he means no. is horse blanket. Yeah. No. No. The uh, thing that is somewhere between sweat, wool, and leather. Uh-huh. But there is that that barnyard horse blanket thing that Brett shows up as. But as it matures just a little bit more, uh, it starts to. It eventually gets into that sort of tobacco type thing. But before that, there Pipe is a soft cigarette. leather, a soft leather, all right, as opposed to a sweet leather. Are you happier with that? Hey, dude, I'm um, with you. I'm with you. I'm so supporting your your this is, awesome uh, uh, Birkin bag leather notes. <laughs> at home last night, uh, I had a couple of beers. Uh, I was I was feeling fairly uh, fairly good. Uh, this was not the. Uh, the the blue Mountain Dew drink that I was drinking last he night. He showed me pictures uh, of him drinking uh, blue, Mountain uh, hard blue, Mount, blue Mountain Dew hard Blue Mountain Dew. I went for for proper beers afterwards. Um, I don't think I'm hesitant because I've never actually properly guessed this on the show. I think I know what this is. Is it a milk stout? I think it's a revolver. Holy fuck! John just guessed it for the first time I, I think, ever. I think this is so do we have the first one-year-old Orval? Bread and carbonation. That's, that's <laughs> but I think like it's young Orval, right? That's I, what I, I said. Think, I think it's like it's gonna be one-year-old. The barnyard Slightly, hasn't yeah. developed. Yeah, but. it's going to be within a year. Yeah, don't give me any of that nine-year-old bullshit, Ambikara. <laughs> uh, that was one of the first epiphanies oh, John, that I had. I'm so happy for it you. Like I, no, this is this is this is like a big moment for me. I know. All right. The carbonation alone gave it away. Eight years in. Eight years in. Uh, we've had a really good run. This is our final episode of Still Disney. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, from Philadelphia. Good night, everybody. Well said. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. So proud of you. I got to tell you, I don't think I've had fresh or bottles since Newark started warehousing it for eight years. How fresh is it? But it's, One in, year. it's in a year. It's a year old. But it's so good. I prefer seven seven. Bomb. It's eleven months old. It's that's just, just about a year. Slightly less. So, to be fair, what Five I love about our ball is like a good like that's yeah. that's like peak or ball. So the me. only time right, I you order got, our ball is you got when I'm flying out of yeah. Newark and I just I'm having food. It's a very good food, here. but it shows up on the show constantly. And what's funny is 
I do what I just did, where I'm like, I like it, feels no, nice, no. I'm happy to drink it, I like this beer. John's always, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. That being said, no, this is a proper. This is a proper pour. Of all of all is proper pour. Of all, they've clearly stayed on their label. It's good for five years. <laughs> this is good until twenty twenty seven. However, twenty twenty seven, John, that is four years in it. In twenty twenty seven, when we're drinking this same batch. This is garbage, and I don't know what this is. I disagree. Is. I, think I it's want, lovely. I want fresh Orval. That's why I wanted Vert, and it was it's the great a thing. Year it was the Orval Vert. It, that's what. It's goddamn close to it. But goddamn, it's fucking. Funny. I want to go back to the post barnyard Let's note. Let's do that yeah. because that's a true. That, like, that's that. a musical genre that should exist. That I'm. Post I don't think it does, but I think Evan Watson would be all about that post barnyard. That that beer is way too clean for Evan Watson. <laughs> <laughs> Evan Watson is never going to approve yeah. of that beer. You have to, fil- you have to, filter, that, that you have to filter out the boot dust on his beers, and goddamn, I love him for was, it. That beer was 72% Pilsner still. That beer has to go all the way dirty for Evan to appreciate But I, God, it's a fucking lovely That's beer. So and nice. and the, worst part about, the worst part about it. Where did you find that? Where do you think? Where, food what food or rehab? They always have it. And what was splashed on the side of that building was that, that not to bring force? back the juice force thing again because it's going to make us all angry. But yes, on at foodery. All right, but can we talk about just for a second then to sort of bring so that wait, back? I just want to be clear on what I just heard. Sorry, but a building that has that beer inside it had that oh, painted yeah. on the outside of it. Do you is not know about foodery? It's how it's paying its rent. Foodery is like the OG. He used to work there. Uh, yeah. OG beer store, like craft I'm beer just saying, store. Like in somebody who, but in Jersey we're so kind of separated out. Like there's such delineation. Yeah. It's it's like looking at the Grand Canyon, right? There's the first generation, second generation. You know what I mean? Like you know. But a place that would sell the side of their building to Juice Force wouldn't also have a wall. It just wouldn't I, I disagree with that. I think that Show me the bar in Jersey, because they're all selling their Augie, what country space. are you living in? Jersey. All right, but listen. that's where this would happen. All right, no. In the United States, they'd sell that, and they'd also sell Orval. In fairness, yes. Where I sent you the photo. So last week, I was at a liquor store in Jersey for the first time in I don't know how long, there to look for the Sierra Nevada variety pack because it has Ruthless Rye in it. And when I was there, it wasn't out yet. But on the shelf was... Because we have the worst Sierra distribution in New That's Jersey. fine. But on the shelf was 12 packs of Boat and Beach from Hearts Brewing. Fucking, next to fucking Juice Force. Wow. At that same store, I could pay? also buy bottles of Orval <laughs> if I wanted but to. But you're, you're not listening to what we're talking about, which is the ad space on the outside... That's fine. ...is often... A favor to a distributor to push That's their. That's The yeah, ad space on the outside of Joe Canals on Route One is all to Miller Lite. But if somebody's Lite. painting the side of a building, they're paying to do it. I understand that. Okay. Yeah. That's not happening. What I Jersey. find fascinating, though, and this is to bring this back to the Juice Force thing, and I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this because this is how I open the show. The. <laughs> The fascinating thing is there's a lot of conversations from earlier brewers and earlier beer drinkers. And let's just go back 10, 15, 20 years kind of thing, where it's like everybody who's coming in and drinking double IPAs now that are hazy and juicy and fruity don't appreciate West Coast and blah, 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 blah. If you can, if you could put Orval, green, young Orval in front of people. Uh, thank you. Green, young Orval in front of people and have that juicy fruit note that I came out with first. I think you could convince some of the Juice Force drinkers 
to try an old world thing. I don't think I'm wrong on this. I think you could try it. I don't you know what would happen after they tried, though, because I don't know that those people are interested. And I also don't... Well, it's something you regularly I think, consume, though. I think price point would come into it. A price point yep. that you'd come into it. Absolutely. But I, but I, also, I, but I think, think that there is a correlation a of, in the flavors. I think you're asking for a lot of imagination that's been bred out generationally by even myself. Like, this isn't me yelling at the people. All right. We were every just giving mesh notes. Every now and then... I'm, no, we're definitely reading our letters. Um, but every now and then, you're like, oh, well... I want to, you know, and I still try to keep all my beers tasting like beer, but I do like to fuck around with what you had to make things happen. But when you make it easier to understand, you're pushing that. It's like, it's like reading, John. Like, Dan Brown couldn't exist at the time of Canterbury Tales, right? The minute you water down all the way down, no, this is how easy it is to love a book. It reads just like a Marvel movie. Nobody reads real books anymore. Yeah. What? Don't, don't encourage. Thank you, because you're a real writer. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what? Is Augie that supposed so to go first? I go first? Okay. All right. All right. I've been handed right. a note yes. from a passerby. That looks like a letter. It's not a note. So someone handed Augie a letter, and what is? And Augie's going to read it, and then I guess he's going to answer it, or Paul's going to answer it? All right. Read your note, Augie. Dearest Augie. Is it true that Jesse Ferguson has a test pressing of Breaking Adams by main source? Love, Tony Love. So here's the thing. Today is Jesse Ferguson's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, happy Jesse. Birthday, Jesse. So I don't know the answer to that question, but I'm sure it's true. So, so when I first met Jesse, it was at a beer event at a bar not far from our original location in Port Richmond, a bar called Lunar Inn. And it was a Monday night, and it was a bring-your-own-vinyl night. And... It was a neighborhood bar, so we'd go there to hang out with friends who would all show up and talking to, to the Interborough crew that was there, because it wasn't just Jesse, it was like four, three it's or four of them. Never just Jesse. I'm he, still he part rolled of that with crew. crew. I'm still so, part of that crew. So he, he comes in, and he, he comes over and sits next to me at one point in time. He's looking at the records that everyone's going to got, and I, I have a Breaking Adams record. He's like, we were so fucking scared about what kind of records these weirdos were going to bring. And he was like, I was very happy to see Breaking Adams. As the night went on and he continued to drink more, as we all did, he told me that he had a test pressing of that record, which is one of my favorites, because I do side with Jesse. I'm a Nas guy. I know you disagree all no, you no, want. I'm a Nas around, guy. King's Disease, All right. King, King's Disease 2 and 3 has made me say Jay owes us one more to, to rank with Nas. But the truth is these days, J. Cole is so much better than both of them. Who gives a fuck? Uh, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, Thank I can you. appreciate that too. But the Nas-J thing moved when 444 happened. That's great. That could be your KD1. But you owe us 2 and 3, and you can't just be waiting... Till a new fucking Picasso in your house inspires your next record, motherfucker. I get it. I love being a fucking story of success, but how about paying attention? But that's that's me digressing. But here's what I'm saying. Jesse Ferguson, for all his good and bad, is a million percent legitimate. And what's funny is he's so good at hip-hop that he doesn't stay as current as I do. So I'll catch up with him. I'll be like, dude, have you heard this? And I'll be like, when's it from? I'll be like, yesterday. He'll be like, dude, I'm still in 2017. But listen to this. I'll be like, oh, shit, I missed that in 2017. Yeah, we have a very, yeah, he definitely owns that. He de- like, you should, he's still got, you know, he's got the blueprint. The blueprint. 
I'm blue violet. I don't doubt that. That yeah. sounds that sounds I mean, common to me. Really, there aren't a lot of them. Okay, I, gotta, I don't know that. I don't know that for sure it's, myself. It's just his blueprint in his record happens to have been pressed on blue vinyl because he was DJing back then. Just a badass motherfucker. <laughs> John's got a John's got a note passed in school. The little hearts next to his name. How come no hearts on my name? My, my hearts are for Justin Kennedy. Because <laughs> Justin got us all fucked up. <clears throat> Dearest John. Fuck, Mary kill. Augie. Alaskan Cass. smoke porter. <laughs> Pilsner or kill. Sierra. Oh. Fucking good. Oh. Choose, oh, John. I got, I got that easy. I got that easy. I, this is not... This yeah, is this to wasn't to you, Augie. To you. <laughs> love, Tony Love. Uh, fuck, Mary kill. Uh, you fuck Alaskan porter. Uh, you well, kill Pilsner or kill. And you marry Pale Ale. That was exactly might, mine. Yeah. He might marry Pilsner or kill. Did I tell you guys what... God damn you, Did suck. you really want yeah. to answer? <laughs> That's his answer. Why did you even have to think? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I don't know why we keep doing this show together. Because we're just apparently sharing a brain now at this point. But, uh, uh, so, uh, yeah. So, I was at a beer event in Georgia with a friend of mine who oh, yeah? was so good like at making us. Lager in America. She was brought to the Czech Republic. To drink at 38 Czech breweries. What's going on, Ashley Carter? Well, I didn't say it was Ashley Carter. May or may not have been Ashley Carter. What's <laughs> up, Ashley Carter? But <laughs> I gave her my Czech Pilsner. I said, drink it. She said, it's lovely beer. It's not Czech Pilsner. I said, why? She said, no diacetyl. And I said, ah, you're, you're too critical. She said, I just no. came back from that country, had 37 beers, 38 beers, 37 of them had diacetyl. I said, you're crazy. Nope. So nope, it's ubiquitous right. all the players. And you guys know I'm, I'm not super diacetyl sensitive. So this unnamed friend said to me, no, Ashley fuck Carter. all of them, they all have diacetyl. <laughs> now I'm at like my next like kids event and we're at one of those places they have events and they have five beers and the beers are not good. Pilsner Urkel was the one I was like, I'll be fine. And it was a can. It's like, all right, let me try the Pilsner Urkel can. Had one sip, and I, who don't really sense diacetyl without prompting, were like, fuck you, nondescript female brewer friend from Colorado. You got it. Ashley got Carter. it, and yeah. it won't get out of my head, and I've now just You'll never lose it now. given up. No, 100%. She has changed more brewer perceptions through that observation. Yeah. And she's ruined the me. Larger, and, and by and the way, I don't mean your friend. I mean my friend, my friend who Ashley is a Carter. nondescript my friend Ashley Carter. <laughs> female brewer from um, Colorado. My friend uh, Ashley Carter and her uh, lovely husband, Bill I. I'm not saying it's Ashley and Bill. They're, uh, they're, pr- they're pretty wonderful. Um, <laughs> hey, thanks for the letters, Tony Love. Tony Love. <laughs> T-Love. T-Love. See, I want to go with Tony... Bam Aramoni. I wish I knew who the guy was. He was I just know, on the I know. Curb, ran handed me a couple curb. letters. Was like, I heard that. I love that he sourced everything. an old school mechanical keyboard to type them out on. Right. But then so wrote that we your wrote, name wrote his name on the next, yeah. Not mine. Oh, sure. Uh, everybody loves me. Did we not have your fuck Mary kill right? Like I don't know why you pretended it was hard. It wasn't. Were hard. you going to somehow? No, it wasn't hard. The problem is on this show. Anytime somebody will ask me a question and I need just just a moment to come up with, you know, a, a, a thoughtful answer, your You're quick just, wit 
your 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 fast <laughs> deep blue brain is why immediately is it blue? it's immediately dumping in. I'm a horseshoe crab. And I'm like, why like why can't you just give me a second? Because it's radio, it's not TV. You, they can't see you that, thinking. That, that's fine. I need People to understand the, the pause <laughs> on the show. It's a it's a it's it's a repose. It's a, it's a thoughtful, <laughs> it's thoughtful, thoughtful repose that might like, go oh, for eight hours. Oh, Hall's gonna say something, and These it's going to be These people have never impactful. watched you pass out because Justin smoked weed in nope. Colorado. <laughs> All right, that that was a very very long. John day. never smoked we the weed, and he went completely unconscious. <laughs> I, was like, this is, I was like, "Come on, Kennedy, wake up!" Um, all right, so all right. you guys are almost ready. Or yeah, you are ready. New spot should open at the end of the summer. Okay, where 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 should they be following you now? If, yeah, if anyone's interested in, in coming to visit us, when we're open at the end of the summer at Sacred Vice Brewing, the new location is at Sacred Vice Burks, and from www.sacredvice.com, there's a sweet little newsletter. My cousin writes too each month, and he's quite good at it too as a writer by trade. Well. Don't, don't say that in front of the writers. They get very fussy when you compliment I'd expect writers. nothing less from John. I said one nice thing about Justin's writing, and John quit the show. Kennedy, <laughs> <laughs> right, my man. Do it, my man. Oh, yeah, Cass is not here. We're trying to patch him in at some point, but we'll see if that happens. Uh, Patching him in? You yeah. can't even find batteries for my headphones. <laughs> That's true. Sorry, Augie. Um, <laughs> Uh, you can find us at sillisbeer.com, <laughs> sillisbeerpodcast at gmail.com, uh, patreon.com slash sillisbeer, uh, on all the social medias at sillisbeer. All right, y'all, get at us. Thieves, thieves, we have one more. Bear with us. Brew moss, Poppy.